Hey friends, Sylvie here. Before we get started, I want to remind you to sign up for the podcast newsletter so you never miss a podcast episode again. This will be sent out once a week. In addition, hope you're okay with this, we will be adding additional information, articles on health, fitness, nutrition, and cycling. Refer to the link in the description to sign up today. Coming up, our more amazing cycling clinics. Visit www.sylviedow.ca. Also in the show notes, the hottest clinic and webinar is about the bike maintenance. What if you could learn more specific skills on how to deal with a bike mechanical while out on a ride? Do you avoid going long distances because you're afraid of experiencing a flat or not knowing what to do and possibly having to phone someone to pick you up? I can totally relate. I used to be that way. I have also found the number one fear is wrapped around taking off the back tire. I will provide easy tips to help eliminate that fear and make it second nature. Here are a couple testimonials from the bike maintenance clinic and webinar. I've been a cyclist for 12, 13 years. Uh, Maybe it's because I'm a man, but I know absolutely very little even about my bike that I have. So it was very enlightening for me. As you can say, it it was really enlightening for me because it's encouraged me that I need to learn more. I got too used to getting into the bike, taking it to the, um, the shop when it's when there's got a puncture. Um, I've just become lazy. I can do it myself. So it was really inspiring to see you walk through. And I'm going I'm to try and I'm gonna go to a cart and all that stuff when I'm going to start trying to learn more about how my bike actually operates. Because that's really important, right, when you're a cyclist to, to understand how it, all, how it all works. So, yeah, thank you for today. It was really, really insightful. Well, it's too easy to pretend that we know, well, that's what a lot of men do, but I mean, honestly, I don't. I mean, I'm, I, I get on and I ride it. I know very little. So you, you've, you've shown me up today. You've embarrassed me into action. That's what you've done. My name is Kelly and I took the bike maintenance course today with Sylvie. And my biggest takeaway was learning how to take off the back wheel. And she made me take it off and put it on, take it off and put it on, take it off and put it on. But now I got it. It's on. Hi, I'm Jenna. I just took the bike maintenance course with Sylvie. Uh, My biggest takeaway is that I feel now that I'm the one that my friends are going to come to when they have flat tires, and that makes me extremely excited. Bye. Isn't it just amazing hearing those testimonials? I love hearing that I've empowered and impacted someone even through a webinar. So here's what I have. Online bike maintenance webinars, and that happens every two weeks. I also have added my four-week cycling skills webinar where you're going to learn how to smooth out your pedal stroke, climb hills, good nutrition, and strength power and strength training. Next, of course, is my local hands-on bike maintenance clinics, plus my learn how to group ride with others four-hour clinic. Now, you can find all the details on my website at sylviedaou.ca for the next available dates. Have an amazing day and enjoy the next episode. Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Dao, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. 
I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. All right, welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast with your host Sylvie Dow here. And I'm super excited to bring back Jill Yesko. We had her on the podcast last year. It's episode 136. Go check it out after this one. And so she is a documentary filmmaker. She has created the Tainted Blood a documentary which is about the 1984 Olympic blood doping scandal and also broken trust about athletic athletes abuse or athletic um, abuse with the athletes. And so where we started last year is that we got her to talk coming in telling us about her, her um, story around cycling and how she got into documentary filmmaking and about the most important film that she is working on right now with her executive producer, Allison Davis. So that's why the both of them are here today. We're going to be talking about Uphill Climb, the documentary that's going to come out next year, and it's all wrapped around the Tour de France, the Tour de Femine. So welcome, ladies, to the podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Thank, Thank you, you, Sylvie. Thank you for bringing us back. For, um, I can't believe it. Ha- was it a year ago? We- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm on like 220 episodes now. And you're like, <laughs> so wow. yeah, yeah, That's crazy, eh? It has no meaning anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, either going really fast or really slow. There's no, yeah. uh, there's no middle middle ground. But anyway, delighted, delighted to be back here and delighted um to give you uh, an update on where the film mm-hmm. is, has really picked up momentum since we last last spoke. Um, so emerging from the COVID, COVID cocoon now, uh, Uphill Climb is in full swing production. Uh, let's see, in March, I was able to uh, get back to Europe and to film two several amazing interviews in the UK and Holland with uh, some women athletes who rode in the, the Tour de France Feminine, which was held from 1984 to 1989. And it is always so heartwarming to, to hear their stories and their recollections. And it's just, some of it is just mind blowing. You know, when I look at or follow the women's pro peloton now and see how much, you know, like hit they have and mechanics and how, though they still don't get the same treatment as the men but it is light years ahead of what these early pioneers faced like I was talking to one woman who said yeah I was doing really well I was descending during one of the climbs and and I crashed and Mm -hmm. I could not get back on my bike and because we didn't have any spare bikes they they took my bike and gave it to my teammate who was behind me even though she was like six inches taller than I was so I'm picturing this poor woman like I brought a little, little tricycle because they just didn't have the equipment or they had like maybe two jerseys each or had a swan year who was, 
didn't even speak maybe English, maybe didn't speak French. He was more interested in like kissing the podium girls than, you know, actually doing anything to supporting the team. You know, and that kind of uh, BS just hopefully doesn't happen in, in the present day. Um, also had the opportunity to interview because the film isn't just about the cyclists. It's about finding a place at the table for women in cycling at, at all levels. Mm -hmm. uh, Kathy Gilchrist is the president of Scottish Cycling, and she is on the board of British Cycling and aspires to a high-level position in the UCI. Totally, totally needed. So it was really wonderful to have a chat with her about where women are in cycling at a higher administrative decision-making level. Mm -hmm. And um, I also uh, had a chance to interview one of my idols, uh, the fantastic Mika Havik at her house in Heza in, in the Netherlands. And Mika is just, just a doll. I raced against her in the 80s and she was one of these literally larger than life Dutch women. You know, they're all six feet tall, right? And I'm this <laughs> five foot three midget, you know? So I was like, Mika. Um, but her <laughs> recollections were wonderful. I'm gonna share one with you. She told this anecdote in Dutch and I'm sure that when Final film comes out, it's gonna be effective, but it's gonna be subtitled. <laughs> so I'm gonna paraphrase in English. So Mika won the very first one, the very first yellow jersey. She won the yellow jersey in the very first stage of the very first women's tour de France. Yay! You know, so Mika had been on many podiums before, but never on a Tour de France podium, right? Where you get up there, you're next to the male, male winner. And I don't remember who won the jersey that day. But um, as, as some you know, cycling fans might know, they don't give you a real jersey, right? The jersey is actually open in the back with Velcro and you keep your jersey on, you just put your hands through it and they Velcro it down the back and then yay. Nika didn't know that. So they're coming at her with the jersey and she's like, oh, okay, I think I have to take my existing jersey off. <laughs> probably didn't even have a sports bra god knows what she was doing <laughs> and they're all like oh no 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 it's not the way that you're sorry french accent <laughs> maybe you could do it yeah we put the jersey on you so she won it again the next day and kept her original jersey on so these are some light lighthearted and anecdotes from the film that just like warm warm my heart in in the telling well, that is funny because <laughs> I was I was looking at some of the older pictures because I I was going and scrolling through um, just some of your the trailer I was watching on uphill climb so everybody could go and check out the trailer and um, but it you know what I was just looking at their jerseys actually and I'm like oh do they have sports bra <laughs> back in the day <laughs> it's like yeah who. Here we go. Yeah, that's right. Put it on me. Can you imagine? But yeah, the jerseys, you know, they were made either of like, because I sold some of my jerseys from that time, like either like super thick. It's like wool. Like, yeah. Or wool. Like it's, uh -huh. it's wool. And we know wool is great, right? Long. Not against sweaty skin. <laughs> like sweaty, itchy, stinky after a couple of days, real chamois in there. You better have enough chamois, chamois cream. But um, one of the quotes that on a more 
kind of serious, your down to earth level goes. <laughs> well, let me give you Maria Blower, who wrote in the store. Maria is from a, a real legacy cycling family in the UK. Her dad was a beloved figure in, in cycling. Um, her, um, she was married to Janis Kuhn, who was uh, a very celebrated pro rider, her son races. And I said, Maria, what would you like the women of the present day to, to know directly, mm. a message right from you? And she said, here's what I want, in, in an adorable English accent. Um, she's like, you know, we, we are no different than you. We are the same women. We had the same desire to race and compete and want, and we wanted to win. You know, we weren't hobbyists. We were out there writing our hearts out just in the same way you are. So don't, you know, don't write us off. We, we are the same mm -hmm. generation to generation. Mm -hmm. I think that is a very, very important and enduring message. They weren't hobbyists. You know, they just, you know, they rode before the internet, before intense media scrutiny, before women had so many more opportunities to compete at, at the highest level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So what do you think, Allison? Now that you're the executive director, putting it all together, this must be exciting for you. It's super exciting. I'm so grateful that Jill and I connected at the time that we did. Um, it just seems to be the right project for both of us with our passion, not just for this sport, but to see women really propel and, and succeed. And, and it, it seems like this is the moment that this event and that mm -hmm. women's pro racing at this elite level is going to stay. Yes. Yeah. You know, the, um, what, what attracted me to the project, well, there are many things, um, but one is I did not know that there was the original tour in the eighties um, uh -huh. to, to the extent that, that mm -hmm. I'm now fully familiar with. In mm -hmm. 2014, I was senior vice president of Universal Sports Network, and we televised many oh, wow. of the cycling events. Um, and it was a year that Catherine Bertine was working with ASO very hard to get uh -huh. um, an event going. And I advocated for the network to mm -hmm. cover uh, La Course by Tour de France. And so that I thought, yay, finally, we're here, we're making it. And then it went away again. And um, right. so it's kind of been this up and down, you know, roller coaster ride for women in sports. And it's that's hard. That that's hard. That's not got a ripple effect. You know, that leaves an impression on the women that are looking to be in the pipeline to become these professional athletes, because what do they have to race for? And it's just like what Jill was saying about, you know, the original pros from the 80s, which is they're no different. They want competition and they, they race mm -hmm. their, their hearts out. Um, so it's exciting. It does feel like this time it's here to stay with multiple, you know, the ASO with Zwift, there's multi-year commitments. Um, it sounds like it's even going to go farther. I think that once we get this year under our belts and we get this film done, that they'll see that there is a real market and an audience for this, which is exciting. Yes. So let's go back to how you were recruited onto the project by Jill. <laughs> now, how did that, that, how did that happen? Ma that. Magic. <laughs> magic. Magic? <laughs> Bumped into each other in the bathroom. Hey! No, I I'm mean, kind of. I, um, what? No, just... it, I mean, uh, this is a good, this is just a good, um, I think, kind of to your listeners, you know, you just never know. Mm -hmm. And Oh, I know. It's, it's a, um, 
I was looking for my next project or projects to, to work on and where I was going to go. And um, I happen, you know, we all get a thousand newsletters in our inboxes every day. And there was mm-hmm. one that I happened to click on. And I read the story about this woman who it was starting a sports podcast, a sportswoman's podcast called The Bounce, affiliated with oh. an air station. And that was Jill. And, and I thought, wow, that's really interesting. I love women in sports. I've always been an advocate. My career has, you know, I've, I've followed my passion and my career, mostly in media and sports marketing. I thought, well, I'll see if connect with this woman. She's probably interesting to talk to if she even responds to me. So um, I sent her just a LinkedIn and she responded right back with a note saying that she'd love to share with me about her documentary and the women's tour de France. Mm. And I kind of almost fell out of my chair when I read that. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of my response. So, um, so of course I responded right back to Jill and it just, we, it, it's been a, a really great relationship out of the gate. It's, it's been wonderful. So Jill, when you saw her message, did you almost fall off your chair and go, oh my gosh, she messaged me like Allison Davis? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I put you I like, <gasps> I have to say, I was just like a little more excited that somebody like had listened to the podcast and gave me some feedback. I'm like, oh. no, because I, I had, um, I mean, Sylvia, I'm not, my, my podcast is only once, once a month. It's called The Bounce and it's broadcast uh, locally here in Baltimore and WYPR, but also oh, cool. through the big, N, the big NPR. And I actually, I'm going to backtrack a tiny bit because this is important too. I started the podcast, started negotiating with NPR like a year ago because I couldn't work on the film really. I could only do behind the scenes things during COVID. And I thought, well, let mm-hmm. me let me do a podcast because that will that will help keep my um, just keep me engaged. And um, are those your kids? These kids. Shh, mommy's podcasting. Um, um, and uh, it took it took about a year of negotiation before they pulled the trigger on it. And and just when that was that happened, I was able to start working on the film again. So as I've been like su- super busy, uh, so I put out a press release on a a news wire that's specifically for women's sports. And that's Allie, That's where you saw it. And I was just really like, oh, you know, that worked. <laughs> that worked. You know, somebody saw it, paid attention to it, and was just the, the right match. And then, oh, I don't know, about 565 text messages later, um, here, here we are. Um, no, Allie and I have been working triple triple overtime. Um, Allie is absolutely the right person for, for the film because I was starting to get discouraged and like, this is just too big a project for me to handle uh, on my own. I can't do it justice and, and this, this you know, this rocket will never lift off without um, the right engine and the right engine found me. So there we go. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. So where are you guys now um, with regards to um, getting it finished? I know you said you're launching it like next year, but obviously you said like this summer, are you going, are you going to go to Europe and interview the new women of the Tour de France? Is that part of the the plan? 
Yes, it is because the tour, it's not, um, the, the, while the film will certainly cover the stories of the, the pioneer women, it's mm -hmm. not purely like a trip down memory, memory lane. Right, you know, yeah. We need to connect it to present day women and future generations. So we will be interviewing current professional writers. And like, um, as I said, we have Kathy Gilchrist in it. Um, I'm still trying to uh, get a firm date to interview uh, Terry Pridham who is the first, was the first DS, you know, of a, a UCI men's team. She was with Israel Startup Nation and is now with Lotto. Um, oh. And also Marianne Clignier, who I think you know. Yeah. So this on, on your podcast. Yeah. Who is going to be DS of a uh, new women's pro team. No way, really. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So all this is happening in July. Um, we're going to France for a massive amount of filming, both at the, the Tour de Femme avec Swift, along with um, ancillary shooting, and, and hopefully culminating with an epic shoot at Mount Ventoux. Oh my gosh. Wow. That yeah. is going to be super fun. So then yeah. July is oh, over. Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, said, I saw you leaning in, Allison. Come with us. Well, I was, I was, yeah. it's, you know, there, there are just, there's, so, there's just so many, there's so many stories that have not been told yet. And uh -huh. it is, you know, connecting the pioneers to the future is so incredible. You know, being able to also have a role with this film in, in propelling this event for these uh -huh. athletes is an honor to be able to oh, do yeah. it. So it's, you know, getting to go over uh, with Jill to experience that's going to be, that alone is going to be a fun story. <laughs> I could be your like assistances <laughs> to all of you. <laughs> I don't know, July is pretty full, but, uh, but that would yeah. be really good. Anyway, so, so who do you have um, on the list? Because it's been exciting this season, actually, well, this year, watching the women already getting into some of the pro races like you know barry rubay uh barry rubay perry rubay is it perry rubay it is perry yeah, yeah it's like but there is a, but there is there. a bit but there is a barry rubay i know probably. i know yeah. and <laughs> that's why i'm like uh, i don't think they're at that one but um because <laughs> i was there <laughs> uh, but but yeah so watching the women um uh, competitive women start like rolling through the, the events, like with the men, it's exciting because, you know, you know that they're just leading up to um, Tour de France, which is, which is really cool. So can you t tell us some more about this? What else can you leak out or is it all secret? <laughs> Come on, Jill, spill the beans. No. Who are you going to interview? Yeah. Who else? It's not, it's, it's, it's not a secret. I know, um, I know. <laughs> I have to say, just sort of logistically, because the season now is in, is in full swing, mm -hmm. and as I mentioned at the beginning of the interview, um, you know, I, there was so little I could do during, during COVID and now that yeah. everybody's out of the gate and racing and Tour de Femme and Tour de France are ha happening, it has been difficult. I wish I could say on this date, I'm interviewing this person, this yeah. person, this person. Mm -hmm. We will absolutely get some top contemporary athletes, just going to be a matter of some creative scheduling. Um, I imagine we'll, we'll be we'll, we'll be in the film, so please stay tuned. 
Oh, yeah, we've sure. had there, and there have been, you know, early conversations. Um, well, I shouldn't say early, recent because I didn't join, but a few weeks ago. Um, is oh. the uh, maybe a month? I, I have to, I'm losing track of time with it. Um, but it's I mean, the response just from talking with some of the the brands that are involved with the event, the athletes, the people that Jill and I both know through the teams. I mean, it's you know, these are people that I've known through my years of, of my career in this right. space and the, the response when I tell them what I'm doing now is kind of overwhelming. It's, it's pretty, I like, I'm, I can't wait to get even more traction because I, it's just going to be incredible. Yeah. Are you going to wait till the tour de femme is over before like grabbing those interviews? That's why you're going in July, like after, are you going to, It'll, it, it's, it's, you know, life sports is a little hair raising um, yeah. and it's not for everybody. You set out a plan and you go to execute and <laughs> yeah. you are very fluid and flexible and you magic again happens in the moment and you just have to be ready for anything. So mm -hmm. that's part of the exciting part of all of this. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I think my biggest fear is we're going to have too many um, that want to talk to us. Uh, and we'll have to figure out, you know, the best way to, to manage that. And that might be, you know, there might become some social media shoulder type of content that we'll end up creating because of it. Um, you know, that's kind of what I'm, that's, that's my, from where I'm sitting and what I'm seeing right now, that's the sense I'm getting. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I think we're going to have an embarrassment of, of riches and none of those riches will go to waste. We will find a yeah. way to we'll find a way to put it out there and honor all the content. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, lots of YouTube shorts are very good. Those little snippets are going like gaining in popularity these days mm -hmm. over mm -hmm. longer interviews. So yeah, that'll be something too. I mean, obviously, and then, uh, you know, IG lives and IG videos. And I mean, there's a plethora, right? <laughs> We're going to get Jill on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I, don't... <laughs> I get my basset hound on TikTok. That's, that's how we get all the, the views. You get the likes of the, the followers. <laughs> You have them hold your basset hound. That's right. That'll be good. Bring, bring Lars the dog. To the front yeah. So we, Lars like, will be the mascot. Yeah. yeah he, he would be. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, sort of, it's going to be a bit of ninja filmmaking when we're in, in France. You know, nimble, agile, ready, ready for anything. Um, this will be, some of this will be probably some of the least scripted things that we will, that we will do. That's the best. The best you know, part. You, we'll also have things that we won't know that we'll encounter, like weather. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just there, there, there's just unknowns. You control the controllables right. and, and you do the best you can. It's yeah. It's friends. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, what's the last time I was in France when we were editing um, the other film? What is what are the yellow vest? The uh, what is it? or something like that. The Gilets Jaunes. You know, the the they were having a manifestation when I was in Lyon. I was on the metro and there's an announcement. Everyone has to get off the metro. It's closed. I'm like, what is it? Bomb threat or whatever? No, it was like a, they had 
they were having a protest and they had to close the the metro for some reason but oh um, you're like great no <laughs> yeah it's okay it was a short walk but i was uh, that was like a first for me but um yeah a lot a lot of unknowns but this is this is this is all part and parcel of, of any any production you know whether it's yeah. documentary or um or feature or feature film you just have to kind of be be ready for anything but um I mean, we're excited. It's France. It's bicycles. It's it's July. Mm -hmm. I mean, what what could? What be more do you need? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really. Food's going to be Made. amazing. <laughs> we have good company. We're lining up. One very exciting thing, especially for for me, is um, um, I'm lining up crew now and interviewing interviewing people uh, to because um, uh, to bring to bring with us. You know, it's so important that your crew not only be technically competent but all number one get get along with each other really understand and have um even if they're not as passionate about the project uh you, you draw them in like my um mm -hmm. my editor dan didn't know anything about cycling and he's worked on my last two projects and now he's i wouldn't say he's like a huge cycling fan but he'll occasionally send me some more hey look what i found so i can tell uh. You know, it's like converting them. It's like, you know, sort of, you don't have to be a vegan, but come, come eat like vegan tuna fish with us. That's such a terrible example, but um, <laughs> I get it. I mean, don't wait, worry, you'll just, convert side, them. Side, sidebar, is there such a thing as vegan tuna fish? I don't, I hope not. <laughs> I'm not going to That's either. horrible. <laughs> you like, they have to have um, a respect. Believe me, they're going to come back from this trip, this this crew, you know, and they're going to be like, "When can we do another film like this?" They're going to be just so totally, totally into it. Passion, so you're seriously bringing, like, interviewing people to go over there as a crew? Yes, and and um, as I've been, where can I put my? Maybe where can you put your resume in for that? Who are you looking for? You have my email. <laughs> All right. I'll leave Jill's email. You can message, but but who are you looking for, really? So we don't get a whole bunch of odd. No, I think we we we're we're down to the the finalists here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, looking at people's show reels and like I said, just if if possible, um, meeting them in person rather than in Zoom to just sort mm. of, you know see who they see who they are. I had a really great um, interview with somebody today. Um, who is the cyclist also, competitive cyclist, which is very, 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 very helpful and has a, a good track record. Um, it's mm -hmm. always better in my mind to work with people you've worked with before. You sometimes mm -hmm. you can't help but hire people, you know, um, in country or whatever. But uh, for a shoot where the stakes are this high, I want to try to eliminate as many variables as, as possible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't need anybody wandering off and <laughs> excuse me, you're supposed to be over here. It's happened. It's yeah, happened. I know, I can imagine. Stop texting. Stop texting now. Pay attention. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Mm. Forgot about that. Yeah. You put your phones away. Yeah. So after July, then I guess it's back to editing. Back to the um, States. We're gonna and... go back, go through all the footage. 
Mm -hmm. the transcripts uh we will have a, a a very very exciting a real sizzling sizzle reel out um quite soon mm. Mm. This, i think we're at, almost at may here so but very soon and you will be able to see the sizzle on our website so please okay. stay tuned for that uh, but there will be a tremendous amount of footage that we need to wade through when we get back from from france and and then figure out what additional pickup footage we we need. Um, how we're going to again, you said the, the how we're going to package the ancillary footage. Meet with our sponsors. Allie and I will have mm -hmm. a million discussions. Um, and um, and and then there is one more bit of filming we need to do in Europe, and it, it is just um, it is just not something that can be folded in at this point to the French trip, but there is an Italian cyclist who is like the godmother, Maria Canins, who is like one of the most beloved women professional, or I don't know if she ever made any money, but cyclist in the 1980s who lives in the Dolomites. And that is one, and she doesn't travel. So that's one more interview to, to do. And then we go into post-production. This is a whole other world just in mm -hmm. time for next year's event. <laughs> yeah, right. So is it, are you going to, is it gonna come out like before next year's event? Like like next April, May kind of thing? Yeah, well- At the we'll anticipation? That, yeah, we'll know down the timing, but that's the intent is we wanna help use this to propel the excitement and energy around the sport and for these athletes. So it's a perfect time to come out. We'll get some buzz going right now, thanks to you. And then coming out of, you know, the, uh, out of France, and then we'll have, you know, moments in time with the runway leading up to the actual premiere of it, which will absolutely coincide with, with the season. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That would be exciting. I know, like, I think there's a lots of buzz around the women's racing as it stands right now, like just this year, like it's, lots of excitement. It's starting and it, yeah. it feels different again than it has in the past where I think people are seeing now it's real racing. Um, there's been, you know, again with, you know, like we were talking about earlier with the Paris-Roubaix having some TV coverage and a few other key classic events that audiences, not just women, but men too, are seeing, you know, Oh, 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 wait a second. <laughs> they're actually, they're actually going at it. Um, yeah. This is pretty exciting. So I think that the momentum and again, the, the real investment being made, this is a moment in time where women's sports have become so critical, you know, having the pay parity, have the, all the conversations that are happening in women and sports in general, it feels again like this is a really special moment in time where it's it's for real this time it feels like we're 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 getting there we're not there we have, we have work to do um yeah. and like jill said earlier you know it's not just about on the field on the road on the trails in the dirt it's in the boardrooms it's mm -hmm. behind the cameras it's at every single aspect that women get to rise up around around sports which is fantastic to see so can I ask you, I know that the new president of the UCI is a woman, right? Is, is there a female in the UCI? I thought there was a, a trans, like a, a change, no? 
Am I just imagining something somewhere else? No, there's like the female in with the UCI or maybe I saw it somewhere else. I thought there was a female that took a position there. I was and not I was aware like, of, I mean, there's, there are women that work there, but I was not aware of any yeah. new. Okay. Maybe it was something else I was saying. Cause I was like, Oh, now that's a change. I, I, I was, that was going to be a really exciting announcement to hear, but yeah, it will happen. Twitter. No, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't quote me. I thought it was UCI related, um, but obviously not. It must have been somewhere else. So I'm like, yeah, that's a great change somewhere. But all right, well, let's forget about that. <laughs> I thought it was odd as that thing. Coming. It's it's coming. It's coming. Is it? Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Like that's, that's what we want. Like mm -hmm. I think Kathy Gilchrist, you know, the one who uh, is president of Scottish Cycling on the board of British Cycling, I mean that she's not hiding. This is an aspiration for her, you know, oh. to lead to lead the UCI. Right. Oh, that would be exciting. It would. Be so, good. yeah. So, what else is there? Any little tidbits that you can share with our listeners before we? Um, send them to follow you everywhere and make sure you see the trailer and stay tuned to the website i'm trying to think of other questions to ask you guys but it's uh we'll do it's, some, uh, like i think i'm out of fun anecdotes for for now like one of the women all right um they um because they only had like one pair of shorts and they were I guess wool with real chamois and they had to rinse them out at night and you know they weren't gonna you know dryers or anything <clears throat> pardon me so they said they put them over the um the lampshade in the <laughs> room and then went down for dinner and like almost burnt the hotel down because <laughs> <laughs> not a good idea full Oh. You know, I are just being resourceful, right? Like, yeah, I, I can see that. Else. Yeah, it's probably something I would have thought of, but well, maybe this is a problem when you have like minimal kit, you know. You know, it's it's so just hearing that again, it makes me think. You know, the women of the '80s, I might argue, it, and they were different kinds of athletes than today because oh god, yeah, I you mean, know, you think about so gritty and you know didn't have this new the new technical apparel the new tech chamois, you know, the chamois cream was, you know, who knows what they were doing for that nutrition, coaching, the equipment. I mean, everything is just so different. So to me, you know, I, I look back to these women of the eighties and I think, oh my God, what badassery that was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, can you put yourself in there? Probably not. Yeah. And for the men too, you know, like you trained outside all the time. We have the luxury of, of Zwifting and having that, like in the 80s, what did I train on? I had my rollers. They had right? rollers, yeah. Good. It gave me really, really good leg speed, you know, but it wasn't the same as having, you know, my bike on a more sophisticated trainer. Um, guessing my wattage, like kind of like having my watch on and going one, two, three, you know, like taking my pulse. Yeah. And, and a coach that understood the science of human performance to help you, you know, maximize every single aspect of what you were doing. You know, it just, it, it's, it's, 
it's kind of mind boggling what they were able to do back then. And, and, and it's going to be so incredible to tell that story. So is it like, are you going to do like a cross reference kind of thing? Cause you think about, you think about the 1980s and now, and it's so complicated. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, do you have the best bike? I don't know the best wheels, the best tires, the best, you know, pressure, the chamois, the saddle, the helmet, the glasses, the oh, it's like, a dangerous sport to, to get into. There's always something go, new to buy, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to the eighties where it's just like, uh, here's one pair, of, here's your bike. Maybe you might have a helmet. Bike. You know, it's, it's interesting that you said that because I started riding in the eighties and there were no, I grew up in the, in Bay, in the Bay area and there were virtually no women out there. Um, yeah. so I was riding with a bunch of guys and it was great and I loved it, but my bike, the saddle, all of my equipment was, it was all men's and, yeah. and it was, you know, I mean, it, it, I didn't know, <laughs> you know, it didn't, who knew Yeah. and it was great. And I, and, you know, I love the sport. Um, but I think where you were going was maybe, you know, the comparison, like showing that comparison from mm -hmm. then to now, um, we've talked about that for sure. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Oh, I mean, uh, I think it was 89, 90 when I bought my first road bike. Do you remember what it was? It was a Peugeot Tri-Sport. Mm. It was so comfortable. I'm telling you. And it didn't you. have compact crank on it. And it didn't. No, it had <laughs> drop shifters, like tube shifters. I mean, yeah. I just remember that saddle. That saddle was really comfy. And the handlebars. And then I changed them. And I, it never felt the same again. I was like, no, I can't ride this bike now. It was just, you know, I had it for probably like a good 20 years. And then I finally sold it to Recycles here where they take steel frames and they refurbish them and sell them off. Yeah. So I donated it, but yeah. It's, it's that just reminded me of, of a personal story that when I first started riding, I had a puck and it was like a 10 speed with toe, like, you know, just nothing. I, and I, the first real ride I did was my boyfriend at the time was a triathlete and we went up this big climb up in the Bay area, Mount Diablo. And I did it in my kids and these, you know, clipless, <laughs> you know, or clip pedals and, and, um, got to the top and literally just went, I, what is the sport? I love it. And I need more. And then he looked at me and he was like, well, you need a better bike. And he found a, it was a Reynolds 555 that mm -hmm. Andy Hampstead had ridden on. And that was my point of reference was there were no women, but it, I was striving to be, you know, now I, I wanted in on the sport yeah. and that's who I had to look up to where were the men. I didn't have women Interesting. To, was this, it wasn't, because um, there was some Bay Area, like um, Cindy Oliveri, wasn't she out of Bay Area, the whole Palo Alto cycling? Yeah, it didn't, it wasn't, it, you know, mountain biking, especially where I grew up in, in by Mount Tamalpais and in, in Mill Valley was, um, you know, it was a lot of dirt was happening. Um, but it was still not, it was so sparse for me as a, you know, as, as a young woman, just not having access to and not knowing there was nobody was, there was no yeah. publication or a radio mm -hmm. show or let alone a podcast or TV coverage of the sport from the or women's cycling. perspective. Yeah. 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 I remember I lived in Montreal 
And uh, that's where I bought my bike and I was working there at the time. And I just, you know, I just rode on the bike path. I don't really remember seeing too many cyclists out there, let alone female cyclists, like on a road bike. And I would bike, you know, from Montreal to my parents' place, which is like, I don't know, 50K. Uh, You know, and people back then, it was always like a destination thing. Like they got bikes, they bike from this village to next village. And I I can't think of uh, so many interviews are like that. They just got on their bike and they just biked somewhere to their aunt's place or their uncle's place in the next village. And that was their introduction to cycling. And I guess I did the same thing. And then, and then I moved and I needed it and, you know, put it, packed it away for a while and then brought it back out and got a mountain bike and a full hard tail, hard, like no suspension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still have it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's, that's what it was out there. Right. And then, then I got into mountain biking and my boyfriend at the time was like, you're going to have to get a new bike. I'm like, what? I just spent $700 on this thing. <laughs> you know, this is like 98, 99, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years ago. It was crazy. I still have that bike too. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to let go of bikes, you know, they yeah. have memories and stories and yeah, they're, they're like my know, old they're friends. Yeah. Yeah. I use it to ride with my kids now. <laughs> You know, it's the yeah. panniers on it and everything. And I used it for winter riding and the whole bit. So, but yeah, Very but cool. not, not the nice new bikes these days. You don't do anything with I those. I see your posts. <laughs> I see you're like, you're out there. You're, you don't just like do this podcast. You're out there training and training yeah, yeah. women. So oh yeah. And I go racing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I've, I've been doing that for, yeah, since 2001 doing that started mountain biking got into moved to Ottawa I'm like okay what do I do well no I moved here in 95 for for work and then I wanted to do ultimate frisbee yes. I was like I saw it on the tv I was like I want to find I, I don't know what that is but I want to play it mm-hmm. and just so happened that I met a guy who had a team <laughs> We start day, I know. <laughs> I don't know where he is, but I'm still best friends with all the girls on the team. Is that funny? Oh. And then it just progressed. Like I went through that stage and and uh, moved on to mountain biking, something else. Like it consumed my life. It was so much fun. But then I moved on to mountain biking and then into road cycling, the club. And, uh, yeah, it's and, it's great to see how many women are now involved mm-hmm. in the sport, and and oh what God. COVID just did also for the sport is phenomenal as well. So yeah. now it's a, you know, how do we educate these yeah. women yes. who or the women? New, yeah, to, <laughs> how do you to, educate the women to yeah uh, to you know ride to come along and and understand what more you can do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true because I want to think like our my my women's cycling club just like our registration just closed with 150, 53 people in our membership. And I would say that maybe 60 out of those 100 feet are new, like wow. new to cycling. That's huh. incredible. Yeah, it, it really is. Cause then you have those people you can inspire to, you know, learn more, teach them, bring them along for the, you know, the progression of, 
getting better on their bikes to going to events to you know it's you know it's in, it, it's inspiring to to see them flourish on their bikes you know it's well, <laughs> i gotta cry inspire inspire did i say just, yeah no no you're right i'm just making making a joke here yeah yeah. So, um, so I'm going to yeah. put, um, I know you have it, but I will put. Oh, yes. So where can everybody, where can our listeners find you guys and follow along while I suppose you're going to be all like on social media while you're in France in July. And because uh, that would be exciting just watching your stories on Instagram. I imagine that's where you're yeah. going to be and Facebook and and then uh yeah all right did you put those in there so where where are they Jill where can we find everybody where do you want people to go and watch you guys well for right now we're gonna um if you could just drive them to the the website um mm -hmm. we're still coordinating our social media strategy but the icons will be on the website so people can perfect then find us and, and is there a newsletter that people can join so that they can get some updates? Is there a newsletter? Yeah, yeah. There the, is. Short, the short answer is there there will be a newsletter. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, it is like Jill said, she was a, you know, an army of one. Mm -hmm. Um, and now we are an army of two. So um, and we're making a lot of stuff happen in a very short period of time so it's really coming together very quickly or mm -hmm. we are laser focused on france right now um yeah, which yeah. was one of the reasons why we don't quite have some of the the typical um you know tools that that other filmmakers might have in this moment because we have to you know there's there's much to accomplish in july and and it is you know um we're we're firing in that direction um yeah. and yeah and coming up with with that plan. So, but yes, there will be all these things will be happening, and we're parallel pathing everything. <laughs> awesome. So, okay, so straight to the um, uphill climb. No, uphill climb what film. website? Uphillclimbfilm.com. Yes. Perfect. So That's everybody go there. You will find all the social media links so that you can follow. And of course, don't forget to follow us on here and sign up for our newsletter so you don't miss this episode and episodes to follow thank you so much ladies um do you yeah. have any last words for for everybody before we sign off because i could do this forever <laughs> i was like let's keep, keep going so Allie and i have to get back to work after <laughs> yeah, i know i know <laughs> This is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. I was glad that I was able to, to be able to join too. To be back yes. on the podcast. Yes, for sure. And of course, if you have time next fall, I'll put like a note in my uh, calendar to send you a, uh, an email and see if it's a good time to do a follow up and see where you're at. And um, or maybe just uh, we can keep it for the new year, whatever. I'm, I'm flexible. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone. Have an amazing day and we'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Secrets from the Saddle podcast. 
learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment telling me what you think and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.